Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone. I'm joined by Josh Newberg right now. This is what our third podcast in as many days. Josh, I'm getting three sick of you. Three for three. We have all these emergency pods because things are happening. Uh, we had we had the pod to talk about the departure, the abrupt departure of TJ Rushing, uh, and now today we're doing a podcast. Well, to to talk about his replacement, and uh, and that's that's Marcus Woodson from Auburn, someone who worked with coach Mike Norvell at Memphis for a couple years. And, and we're doing a, a, a deep cuts into coach Woodson's background and his resume, Josh, because, because we have on a special guest today to kind of help uh, introduce our listenership to, to coach Woodson. And that's Charles James, II. second, uh, you guys are going to probably know Charles from his time on hard knocks. He was the star back when the Houston Texans were on the show a few years ago. Uh, he's been in the NFL for quite a few years. He's in the XFL currently. Uh, Josh and him before the podcast, we we chatted up about a uh, uh, Charles's playing time at a uh, wait, where Mandarin Mandarin yeah, High School Jacksonville Jacksonville, Jacksonville Mandarin in, so, in the 2008 range. <laughs> so back back when you guys were both uh, both cutting your teeth professionally, or you you professionally and him trying to make it in the world of uh, of football, and he went to uh, let's see, he went to Charleston Southern as a walk-on and uh, and that's where him and coach Woodson uh, became united they uh they got to know each other there coach Woodson was a defensive backs coach there uh Charles ends up getting on scholarship becoming a really good cornerback uh, makes it again uh, he was in the NFL for a while so uh we're going to have Charles on to kind of help talk about coach Woodson and then we'll have an, uh, a show tomorrow, Josh, where we'll talk a little bit more about the hire with Chris knee. Uh, we'll do some recruiting stuff as well, but real quick before we uh, take a break, just your thoughts on the interview. Uh, it's great because ironically on yesterday's emergency pod toward the end of it, I talked about how really for the last couple of years, FSU secondary hasn't been living up to the hype. So it was interesting to hear from, from Charles on how, Marcus Woodson can take a group like that and, and turn them around and it's time you know, for, for so long at Florida state, the secondary has been a strength of this team and this program. Um, so let's get some insight into Florida state's new secondary coach. Introducing the two way V four where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell. Each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience, maximum comfort throughout the game. It's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two way V four gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Welcome back to On the Bench, as promised. We have Charles James II. You guys are going to know Charles from, well, uh, if you watch Hard Knocks, he was the star of Hard Hard Knocks a few years ago, went back with the Houston Texans, and he's played in the NFL for a while. He's with the XFLs, Houston uh, Houston Roughnecks right now. Charles, thanks for joining Josh and myself today. Appreciate it, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Glad glad I can be on the show. Awesome. Well, yeah, we we appreciate your time. This was uh, impromptu. It happened very quickly, but I think it's going to be informative for the Florida State fans who want to get to know about Coach Woodson. And uh, and I, you put out. I'm going to lead off with with this, Charles. You put out a uh, a, a very nice tweet about him today. Uh, actually, quote tweeting the Knowles 24/7 stories, uh, saying that that Coach Marcus Woodson had been hired by Florida State. You said he's quote unquote one of the best coaches I've ever had. Uh, he's do he's going to do an outstanding job. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why I made it into the league. I see a coach would. All right. So Charles, that, that's a big endorsement. Uh, let's start off generally. What kind of impact did, did coach Woodson make on your career? And uh, for you as a person, what kind of impact did he make on you? Um, I would say just for him, uh, you know, it, it was, it was kind of cool because I've always wanted to play up under a coach who's played the game. And, you know, I used to always mess with him a lot, you know, cause he went to Auburn and uh, I used to call him wood. So, uh, you know, he used to put a big emphasis on us being physical uh, as corners because, you know, he felt like we have to have it. Of course we can cover all day. You know, of course that's what we're made to do to cover, but you also got to be able to tackle. And he knew that I was going to have to take that into the next level, but he had film of him hitting and they called him, you know, Marcus, Wood Woodson because he used to bring the wood he used to hit and you know he used to bring up his film and stuff like that and it was just amazing to me to see the caliber of player that he was and you know that guy could have been easily next level um as a corner in the NFL but I know he had some injuries and things like that that kind of hindered him and held him back Mm -hmm. um but from him just as a coach the drive that he had the love and the passion of he wanted of him wanting everybody to be better like he wanted every Every player, no matter if you was a walk-on, no matter if you was a starter, no matter, he treated everybody the same, wanted everybody to be better. I was a walk-on when I first came to college um, at Charleston Southern University, and he treated me no different. Um, you know, he pushed me in a way to where, you know, he let, it, he let me know that, hey, no matter just because you're the backup right now in training camp, you're still a starter. You prepare like a starter. You be a starter. And I kind of got that mentality from him. And, um, you know, he the way he was so, I guess, big on details and the fundamentals of the game that he was easily able to relate to because he'll get out there and do it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's kind of uh, going around now with these player coaches, man. You see guys like Mike Vrabel, um, who I also played up under when I was in Houston with the Texans. You know, you see him out there in the drills with, you know, the linebackers and stuff like that in the position that he played in the pros. So when you got a guy that can go out there with you and not just tell you how to do it, but actually show you what he wants and what he, what you're looking for, what he's looking for, I think that's a big step in the right direction. Um, I mean, that guy, he was, he not only just cared about me as the football player, you know, how many, you know, interceptions I got or, you know, uh, you know, what kind of technique I was playing, but me off the field, he made me a better person, made sure I was going to class. 
you know, he called me, he was up at any time of the night, you know, call or text here, you know, if I needed anything, if I didn't talk about something that was going on back home. And you don't have a lot of that now in today's world. And I, I got to tell you, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I, I'm, you know, when I'm, once I'm done with my football career, he's a guy that's been a big influence who want, who who's influenced me to want to go back and be a coach. Not only just, you know, to go out there and coach at, you know, one of the biggest universities and things like that, but to actually reach these players, you know, as a guy that cares for them and cares for their well-being even after football. Oh, so there's a lot of interesting stuff there. We're going to get into all of it, Charles. But real quick, you, you mentioned you were a walk-on at Charleston Southern. Uh, can you just share with us real quick your journey to Charleston Southern and, and what that was like to to be a walk-on and uh, your path to, I guess, kind of getting discovered and, and moving up the ranks to eventually get scholarship? Like, what was that all like for you? Um, I mean, it was, it was a dog fight, man. It was a dog fight. And that was kind of, that was another piece of why I kind of made it to the league. I, you know, nobody offered me a scholarship coming out of high school. They always said I was too short or whatever, too ugly, whatever they got, you know? So they said, whatever, you know what I mean? They just had a reason <laughs> to not offer me a scholarship, which was fine. Um, I had a quarterback who actually walked on to Charleston Southern with me and I asked him where he was going to college. And he was like, I'm going to Charleston Southern. And he was one of the good friends of mine um, named Jordan Belser. Um, he's actually a huge Florida state fan. He's him and the whole Belser family. They're the huge, biggest Florida State fans I know. Oh, I, I forgot to ask you, man. Are you you grown up in Jacksonville? Are you a Florida fan? A Florida State fan? Uh, where so are your allegiances? They tried, to, mm. they, <laughs> they tried to make me a Florida State fan, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm a Gator. I'm a Gator fan, man. I can name the whole. I know all my people. I, I got to look, man. I know Tony Carter, Antonio Camardi, Trap Trap J, Travis Johnson. Um, you know. Um, I know all those guys. No, nah, you're just I mean, a front runner. Ford, Ford was winning championships in, in the years that you were coming out of high school. So you're just a front runner, man. We get it. No, nah, man. I just, I remember the days of Kiwan Rattler and, and all them guys, man. So I'm a real Gator fan. And I ain't no new stuff. You know what I mean? I ain't no. <laughs> he, he mentioned you know, Coach Rat. I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I know Rat. Yeah, man. I'm I'm one of those guys, man. You know, Jacquez Green in the game. So yep, I'm, yep, fine. I'm way back. Yeah. We All go right. Well, yeah. so, so, sorry. Go. Go ahead. Uh. uh you know, so, so, your so, story. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, 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 I distracted. No, you good. You good. Um. But it was. It was cool, man. We. They were. You know. Me and Jordan walked on, and I remember that they. You know. I. I had to go, and basically, uh, my first year, I had to do, um, basically schoolwork because you know with the clearinghouse something went wrong, and you know whatever, and I couldn't play that first year. So I remember, you know, I went to summer workouts of the year I actually could play, and. I was like, I mean, ninth on the depth charts and shit like that. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really like crazy. And I just remember going in training camp, yeah, I'm scout I'm grinding, 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 but I was always very a hard worker, but I always was a playmaker. And you know, I wasn't just going to sit on the bench. Like, nah, like, you know, I had lofty goals. Like my goals was, you know, to be the first player to come out and play in the NFL from there, uh, to be an all American and break the school record and all those things. So, um, I had a lot of goals that I wanted to reach while I was in college, and I can't let you know I can't do them from the bench. So um, I ended up uh, in training camp, you know, passing a few guys on the depth chart. And I remember I earned a full scholarship at the end of training camp. I ended up starting uh, the first game of the season against the University of Florida, and uh, wow. the rest was history, man. <laughs> so. Do you remember? I don't know if you do, but your first impression of Coach Woodson, like the the very first day you met him. 
the first impression I got of Coach Wilson was a guy with like major swagger. Like Coach Wilson has, like you could tell he's <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he got major swagger. Like the way he walks, he take off his shades, his glasses, he get in your face. You know what I mean? But it, that's why I say like for for Florida State to just get that like. For those guys and those DBs, man, like, you know, I don't know who their last position coach was. Um, so, I'm a, their last DB coach was, so I can't tell you. But um, for a guy like him, man, he walks in that room and you feel that swagger. Like, he, you know, it's a lot of people like, man, man coach, how you going to tell me what to do? You ain't never played a game before. That You can't yeah. tell that to him. Because he's played in the SEC, started plenty of games, you know, made all conference things like that. So, he, he's done what those kids are trying to do and, you know, doing at that point. So he's not one of those guys, you know what I mean? He can pop on his film and show you, you know, but um, he had that swagger of, look, man, we're going to come here. We're going to play ball. We're going to get it. We're going to get it done. We're going to get in people's face. We're going to challenge. That's, that's the main thing that I've taken. I've, you know, one of the things that I've took with me um, when I went straight to Lee about challenging mm-hmm. myself, but not only that, challenging these receivers. Um, I became a big press guy when I um, got with Coach Wilson. I was an off guy. Um, in high school and things like that, I press, you know, every once so often. But, you know, Coach Wilson used to get me to the point where, hey, let's be physical. See, we don't like to be touched. Let's get our hands on them. And that's what it was for four years with me. I was a press guy, and, you know, I pressed some of the best. You know, whether it was, I remember we played a wide, Greg Salas, and they had a deep receiving core. I think that's when they had Colt Brennan at quarterback. Um, we played them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember um, we, played Florida, we played Florida State. I had an interception against you guys. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember that. Von Do you remember Trubert, the quarterback? I'm gonna dollar. I'm gonna Google it right now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what quarterback it was. Um, I'm trying to think. We playing Burt Reed. You guys had Burt Reed, Ronnie Smith, all those guys. That yeah. was back in my junior year. And you know, that was one thing he taught was be physical and come up there and have swag and have challenge and be able to challenge these receivers. And not only that, you know, be able to forget a play. You know, plays are going to happen as a DB man. You got to be able to let them go. And, you know, he never let me get down on myself. You know what I mean? He, he, like I said, he's like one of the best. He's like, I've had some great coaches. Position coach-wise, he's the best position coach I've ever had, for sure, hands down. Technically, you know, or, or are you talking about, like, motivationally? No, I'm talking about as the whole thing. Like, as the whole thing, like, as the, one gotcha. of the best coaches I've ever had. Because he knew what it took for me to be better as a player and to get where I wanted to go. And, I mean, again, leaving from Charleston Southern is not like leaving from Florida State. That's, you know, no shade against my college. But, I mean, nobody leaves from my school and goes first round and goes to the pros. You know what I mean? That's like once every billion years. I was the first guy from my school to go and play in a regular season football game. You know what I mean? So that doesn't happen. So for things like that, you know, it takes a certain type of group of people around you. Of course, you know, it takes you to be motivated. But that guy was – just big he was just big in my life when it came to schoolwork things off the field staying out of trouble not being mm-hmm. in with the wrong crowd things like that he helped me with that so you were you came in there as a young kid um you were fighting obviously for a position for a spot for a scholarship um at what point did you decide to buy into coach woodson like into him as a person into him as a coach well uh I would say probably um, for me, I would say it was going into, I mean, well, I already had him uh, my, as my freshman year. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of upset at him because, you know, there was a guy who was starting over me at the time and I felt like I should have been starting. I mean, we had a chat about that and I was like, all right, coach, like, you know, 
I know I'm going to be starting. So, you know, he's not better than me. And that's how I took it. And he challenged me with that. And I remember I went to next year. And I was suspended for like my first two games. Uh, and he challenged me to come back and have an All-American year. And he said, if mm-hmm. you do these things, you know, I promise you, you'll be an All-American. And it took for me to, that he's a person who taught me how to watch film. I didn't even know how to watch film. Like I was a guy, you know, who just kind of, you know, I mean, I'm there, but I don't know what I'm looking for. And I became to know what I was looking for when me and him used to have one-on-one time uh, in our little building. I forgot what the building name is, but uh, in like the meeting room where we watched film, he would show me, you know, about techniques and what route is this guy trying to run if he's out here on the numbers or what guy is mm-hmm. trying to, this guy to run here or cracking with trace, things like that. Like he taught me how to be, I guess, a pro before I got in the pros. And I started to buy into that when I never forget the, um, he told me, as a matter of fact, he told me the exact moment. So I was getting ready to play Hawaii. And um, we flew out to Hawaii and we had to play Hawaii. And uh, I'm like, man, coach, man, he's like, man, Charles, what do you want to accomplish? I'm like, coach, I want to get to the league. I want to be an All-American, but I want to get to the league. Like, that's my dream. And he was like, you need to have a big game against the big boys. You know, you, and we can play all these small schools. You can dominate every last one of them. But if you don't have a game, a big game against the big boys, it doesn't show you know, mm-hmm. what you can really do. What you got to go out here and do is challenge these receivers and not get, on, get down on yourself when you make a play. And he was like, Charles, you can cover him. I don't care who that, that, that guy is. And I forget, I remember they had Greg Salas, and Greg Salas was an All-American receiver at the time. He was killing people. And um, I went out there and I called. Two interceptions, and I'll never forget. He was like the most excited guy in the land for me. We got blew out that game. You know, I don't want to talk about it though. Uh, we got blew out that game, and I remember, you know, um, sending me a text after that game saying, you know, this is just step one of the things that you're going to help yourself with to get to the next level. And but he was like, you have to trust me when it comes to preparing yourself and working because you're going to have to do what others don't want to do. And a lot of guys didn't really want to follow his lead because, you know, he's just thinking of us, another coach that's just coming talking. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's a lot on the players too, man. You can bring the best coach in there in the world, but those, if those guys don't want to listen and they don't want to believe, then, you know, it mm. kind, of falls, kind of falls apart. But he's a coach that makes you believe. Like, I remember, I'm not going to lie, we didn't, uh, from, from in 2013, I think two, it was in 2013 or 2012, we had one of the better secondaries um, in the country in FCS and football championship division. And we didn't have the best players. We didn't have the brightest players, but he made us believe as a unit we were one of the best, and that's how we went out and played. So that's why I feel like, you know, um, I've watched Florida State. Um, my opinion on them is, is my opinion on Florida State uh, is really – you know, it's kind of simple. You know, everybody's worried about swagger and things like that. Mm-hmm. Focus on being the best you first, winning, then swagger. Swagger comes with winning. So uh, it's not the other way around. You know, you have to no, I, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, you're an over, you were an overachiever. And um, Coach Woodson now moves on to a defensive back room that's kind of full of, you know, these guys are all hyped up. Uh, they they all have a ton of offers, for lack of a better term, they're underachievers. And how does Coach Woodson come into that room and make an impact with those type of kids? Well, my thing is this: he's going to Coach Woodson can come in and demand respect. And here's the thing: so 
before he was at Florida State, before he just came to Florida State, he was at Auburn. So, you know, this is a guy who's leaving, you know, a room that had great players over there, but he, he literally can demand that respect by who he is, what he's accomplished, the players he's coached, and the things he's seen. So there's, it, there, it could be a point where, hey, you, see, you know how to get it done? Can you get it done? And it, it's not – see, he's not a guy – this is the one thing I do love about Coach Woodson. Everybody gets a chance. What I mean by that is, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you, know, you see how these guys come in and like, okay, well, that's our guy right there. Well, that guy's got to show he's that guy for Coach Woodson. It ain't no just, yeah, that's the guy, you know, he's, he's automatic. No, he's got to show he's the guy for Coach Woodson. Like, he has to show that he can play, you know what I mean, because it's a clean slate. So the, mm-hmm. for the guys who have um, – for the guys who, you know, are trying to see, oh, man, I'm trying to, you know, uh, play this year. I'm trying to do this year. Well, so you can play. He's a very, he's a fair guy. That's another thing I'm saying. He's a very fair guy. He's a fun guy. You know, he's very energetic. You know what I mean? You can relate to him, but he's a fair guy. And that's one thing I love about him. He was fair. I didn't start at Charleston Southern just because, you know, he challenged me every year. Now, of course, you know, I had accolades and things like that, but he challenged me every year to show that I was better you know, because they tried to bring in guys you know, recruits and stuff like that. I remember we were trying to get transferred from Oklahoma and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, they coming to take this spot. And I'm like, yeah, bullshit, <laughs> because I wasn't going to let him. You know what I mean? But he, he wanted that drive to have somebody behind me, you know, to, to push me. And it was him and it was other, like, recruits and things they would bring in to do that. So um, I feel like he could come into that room and demand um, respect uh, to answer your question about who he is, the players he's coached, and the things he is going to require from those, he's not going to require you to be average. If you're if you're at, if you're going in there to be average, if you're going in there to slack off and not that, you're not going to last long with Coach Wood. You're not going to like him because he's going to demand the best out of you, which every coach should. So that that's that I think that's like my two cents on that. Um, but again, man, like I said, if I was if I'm Florida State, if I'm, I'm man, I'm, I'm worried about winning first. Swagger comes with that, man. You know what I mean? Like you, but it's not the other way around, man. That's I mean, yeah, our rival, but that's how I get. I don't understand what Miami's doing. You got these damn turnover chains and shit on. That shit don't mean, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Like you know, you run around with that. You do dance on the sideline. You get your ass whooping a bowl game by a team that, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't add up well. But the problem is you're trying to create a swagger saying that you was back, and no, you're back nowhere. You're back at square zero. <laughs> find a search and find, man. Let's go. They, they don't. I know I'm a Florida Gator fan. This is not biased, but Florida's winning right now. You know, have all that bullshit going on, all that, you know, trying to make a swag. The swagger is winning. That's it. That's prime thing number one. Win. Then yeah. the swagger comes. Did you like the turnover backpack at Florida State? <laughs> no, no. That's a disgrace. It's stupid. No, it's stupid. It's my, my reason. For like stuff like okay, Miami they, they they got the turnover thing. Once I saw Miami did the turnover thing, I'm like, man, that's cool. Like you know, but for everybody else, you don't have to follow suit with that. You know what? You this is why you follow suit. You can beat them and then make fun of it if you want to. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like worry about winning first. The team who won the national championship, what did they have? I don't, did they have anything? I don't even have anything. They had cigars at the end. No, like, of it's, course it's, not. It's, it's, it's it's a different it's a different you know ball game, and I feel like. When you're worried about stuff like that, you're not getting it done. If you're worried about putting on, okay, I got to make sure, you know, yeah, I, put my, I get the fact of looking good, playing good. But shit, you got to make sure you're going to play good. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't be the guy that just comes out, you dress great as hell, and you get torched. That ain't happening. 
Coach would have tell you take out, man, take out whatever you got all that for. You just you just gave up 150 yards. You look great. Doesn't make any sense. The game has to be brought back to where it once was. Worry about winning first, and then you, that swagger's going to come with that. And that's how you know it comes with another thing. Preparing a reason why I was so you know like built in with Coach Wilson is because he gave he already gave me the confidence. Monday through Friday, even from the extra work that I did, that I felt confident going to the, into a college football game on Saturday. Like, yeah, I got him, no doubt. You know what I mean? Because I was prepared. I already had, you know, that was my swagger. My swagger came from me being prepared already. You know what I mean? But if you're just a guy who, you know, you're doing the, you know, bare minimum, you're, you're probably going to be in some deep shit come Saturday. So, I mean, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, what that, like, what he brings, you know what I mean? Because I know it's going to be something special, man. He's a great guy. Um, he's a great dude to be around. Like I said, I, you know, shoot. And I wish I could have had him, uh, you know, while I was in the pros. You know what I mean? Of course, I'm still, you know, kind of up and down with that. Probably going to retire here in the next few years, you know, year or so, whatever. Who knows? But um, he's one of, definitely one of the better coaches I've ever had. And, okay, one – well, here's here's something I got for you, Charles. And, and clearly uh, – Coach Woodson means a lot to you. To have someone that believed in you when a lot of people at that point in your playing career weren't giving you a chance for him to, you know, keep pushing you, like you said. What did that mean to you at the time? And now, you know, ten years or so removed from that, uh, what does that mean in hindsight? I guess not quite ten years, but what does that mean now in hindsight to see where you've gone through your career, who you are as a man now, to have Coach Woodson having believed in you that early on in, in your career and in your life. I mean, it meant a lot because, um, you know, where I come from in um, the background that I kind of came from, like, you know, I had my stepdad, which is another big uh, part of my life. Um, and, of course, my mom, you know what I mean? And, you know, I had those guys, um, you know, of course, believing in me as a, as a, you know, family and things like that. But, you know, I feel like the drop-off is, you know, when people can't necessarily be around, um, especially in college, man. You know, you go off to college as a young guy, young teen, and you're just there, and it's like, you know, you got your whole world in front of you, but, you know, you just you could be in that wild and out stage. And you don't – a lot of players, and you see them get kicked out of school for this reason, that reason, and a lot of trouble, which I've never been in. And it's like the turning point is having somebody to be an impact and somebody to actually care for your well-being. You know what I mean? That's the turning point. I really feel that way because that guy can have all the talent in the world, but if he doesn't know how to utilize it, and if he doesn't have the right people around him every day, you know, it, it, it could go to, it could go to waste. You know, me, myself, I'm, I love football. So it's kind of different for me. You couldn't keep me from out of around the building doing something extra, um, that type of thing. And by me loving football that much, I was all, I was always around coach Woodson. I went around coach Woodson on, you know, regular days, you know what I mean? On, on days where, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to be around coach Woodson. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, you know, you know, season's over or whatever, like, because, hey, man, Coach Wilson, man, who we get for next year, man? Or, you know, just, just being around that, you know what I mean, just being around somebody who genuinely cares about your well-being. But it wasn't just for me. It was for all the guys. It was for all the guys. Like, it, 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 he didn't treat anyone no different, whether you was white, black, yellow, anything, no matter whether you came from the richest side, whether you came from the poorest side, he treated everybody the same. And I think that that was the turning point for me. And just to have that kind of impact to show, like, you know, man, 
he trusted me even after I, as I was a walk-on. You know, he I didn't earn a full scholarship there. I wasn't a star recruit there or nothing like that. I was a guy who walked on to college, got it out the mud, and, you know, he, he trusted me, you know, as a person because that's, I think people what people forget is, you know, when you're – when you're on that field as a as a player, like you're a representation of that coach, like you know, no doubt about it. So, you know, when I go out there, he's trusting me with his reputation that you know I can go down there and hold my own, you know, and and, and be a good part and and help this team be really good and put it in the best position possible to win. So, um, yeah. So for me, I think that just me being around him a lot impacted me um, to. I guess just grow and be as a better person because I just picked up certain things about him. He's a family man. He loves his wife, his kids, man. He's a family guy. You know what I mean? He's just a guy with with extreme passion for the game, and he's just a genuine guy. Like, you know, he's not made up. It, with all that in mind, is is Coach Woodson going to make you a Florida State fan? Are you? I mean, how closely are you going to follow his his career and how often you guys stay in touch? And yeah, Sounds maybe like he's going to flip you. Yeah, maybe he's going to uh, get you to wear the garnet and gold a little bit. Yeah, I hate him and congratulate him today. Um, <laughs> uh, I know today's probably been busy for him. Um, I know I'm, I'm waiting on him to get back to me, but I know he will whenever. Um, he uh, he could possibly you know do that. Um, <laughs> You know, me and Vince Williams, um, he's one of my good friends also. Uh, you know, I always, always kid around with him, you know, mess around with him, you know, about Florida State and stuff like that. But because Vince is like, oh, you know, you know, Charles, you, you know, you ain't play at Florida State. And I have to tell everybody all the time, like, you couldn't come play for my college either because I, I would ask them, did my college offer you a scholarship? And they would all say, no, I'll say my point exactly. Although they probably could, my college still didn't offer them a scholarship. Uh, but... <laughs> I feel don't, like don't, uh, don't let the fa- don't let the facts get in the way of, of of trash talk. That's what I like to say, Charles. Don't let oh, don't yeah, let the no facts question. get in the way. No question, no question. Um, but I th- I definitely think I can. Uh, I'm definitely going to be a keeper of close watch um, on Florida State. I remember when uh, he was at Fresno State and he was at Memphis. Uh, also, when he was at Auburn, you know what I mean. And I knew uh, Javaris Davis on the Auburn squad. I knew a couple of other DBs on the on the Auburn squad. So. Um, I just like to see how they turn out, man. I'm not going to lie. All all those guys who come back and they talk to me, you know, I may reach out to them. They, they all say the same thing, man. Like Coach Woodson, man. Like he's he's legit. You know what I mean? And and they, they all see him in a, their own personal way and their own in their own way. And they just come back with the same response, man. Like he's legit. Like he's a great coach. He's a player's coach, man. He's like, I wish I could play for that dude forever. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely going to keep watching Florida State, man. I'm definitely going to be rooting for that secondary, of course. Um, and I hope they do big things, man. I want to see big things from Florida State. I do. I want to see Florida State get back to where they were. Like I remember, um, you know, it, it used to be a point in time, like especially, you know, I was around Tony Carter a lot because um, we went to high, the same high school, and uh, I mean, we all was training at Tom Shaw, which is down in Orlando, and it was mm-hmm. nothing but Florida State guys down there. And you had Vince, you had Tony Carter, you had Terrence Parks, um, you had all those type of guys. And it was a thing, like, to go to Florida State. Like, it meant something to go to Florida State. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like that, that swagger. Like, because Florida State kicked people's ass. You know, they was a great team. Be. You know, the defense was crazy and things like that. And I honestly don't think – I'm trying to think. The last time I remember Florida State actually being like that, I remember Xavier Rose because he was in my class, my draft class. Me and him are good, good friends. I remember they had Ramsey and Derwin. You know what I'm saying? I know Derwin. Um, like, you know, that's, that's kind of – you know, like 
and I kind of, it kind of started to fall there. But I remember like that 2000, whenever they won the national championship, I don't want to say that was in 13. Yeah. Yep. That's when I, I like, it's kind of, after that point, it's like, okay, Florida State, I don't know where the hell they're going. You know what yeah, I, mean? like, I want to see where Florida State goes back to actually where they were being dominant. Like you don't, I'm that Louisiana Tech game. It, uh, yeah, it was no, that's not that was that's Miami. But that uh, what game was that? I Lu- Louisiana State. Louisiana Monroe, the the overtime win. It's the Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana, yeah. and I'm I'm thinking to myself like, wait a minute, like Florida State should be beating these boys by thirty. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's doing? not the standard. Like it's like the big games. Florida Florida State used to be a prime time game. Like it's like now it's like okay. I'm not even watching this shit this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you know what I mean? Florida State, Miami, that used to be a game. Like, it's not even a game anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, like, I just want to see it go back to the old Florida State. And I think all the Florida State do, and they can do it. Florida State get the best recruits every year. And they have a great court coach and Mike Norvell. Never met, I've never met that guy. But what he did at Memphis was special. What he did at Memphis was special and was incredible. And they, you know, um, I just happened to be in Memphis for um, the AAF this past year when they had the Memphis Express, and they loved that guy in Memphis. Um, I know they hate to see him leave, but they love that guy. Um, so I'm pretty sure he has some great things in store. Can't wait to see what he do. So, like I said, I'm I'm excited for those guys just because, like I said, I you know I have people, um, you know, not people like Coach Wilson on that staff now that I'm rooting for to do a great job and to take them to higher places. All right, Charles, that's all the questions I had. Josh, do you have anything before we let Charles go? No, nah, man, I just want to say thank you and appreciate your time on, on really short notice. Glad you could join us and um, really bring some insight to Coach Woodson. This was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man, no doubt, man. Hey, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I can come on and help, man. You know, like I said, I am i don't consider myself hard to get to. You know, if it's something that's cool that's doing like that, man, I'm, I'm all in. All right. Sounds good, dude. Thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. You have a good one. All right. All right. You too, man. All right. Thanks. All right. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, man. I wanted to say Charles Woodson almost the entire interview. Coach Woodson, Charles James. I didn't do it, though, I don't think. Uh, that's so funny that you said that because on the top of my Word document, I always have a couple notes or something. And the very first two lines are Charles James and Marcus Woodson, just because I need to, I need to visually see it. So I don't cross them over. <laughs> I was like Googling, trying to do some research. Cause this happened very, very quickly. Uh, and I know who Charles is and obviously know who coach Woodson is, but, uh, wanted to know more about their path together and didn't know that they you know, intertwined at Charleston Southern. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, then Charleston added to the mix too. So you had Charles Charleston Woodson and just Charles Woodson was in my mind, the entire interview. Anyways, enough of me. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Now, that was really good. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I genuinely enjoyed talking to Charles. That was a cool dude. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed the podcast as well. So for Brendan Sinone, I'm Josh Newberg, and this is On the Bench. Okay. 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.